It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. Free agency for the Edmonton Oilers has gone like this so far. Kyle Brodziak comes back to the team. The 34-year-old gets a two-year deal worth $2.3 million. Tobias Reeder comes back to the Oilers. He never actually played a game with the organization his first time through. Drafted in 2011, he's 25. 25 points in 78 games last year, split between Arizona and Los Angeles. One-year deal, $2 million. We just had him on the show before the 2 o'clock news break, and I asked him about the one-year deal, and he said, yeah, that's that's fine. Uh, maybe I could have got a longer deal, but a chance to prove myself, maybe knock it out of the park, and then uh, get a really sweet deal next summer. And also, Kevin Gravel signed as a depth defenseman. You had you heard him on the show as well, around 1.20 this afternoon. It is 2.06. Reed Wilkins, Bob Stoffer. We are hoping to hear from Kyle Brodziak at some point this afternoon as well. We'll also bring you the remarks from Oilers General Manager Peter Shirelli and uh, the other headline signing today of course is John Tavares picks Toronto seven years 77 million dollars well uh, Bob first of all I mean we we had reader on I said look we know about your speed but if fans see you for 82 games this upcoming season what else do you hope they're saying about you and he said well you know I want to be hard on the puck I want to forecheck I want to win puck battles and play that dedicated game and uh, as well as the speed something the Oilers were lacking in stretches last year too yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I don't think he, you know, based upon the fact that price point uh, and the fact that the Kings elected uh, not to re-sign him, I don't know how happy they were with him in the playoffs, but, uh, you know, I, I don't think when they picked him up, the thought was, first of all, they traded away goaltender Darcy Camper, and uh, they have Jonathan Quick, so they were dealing from a position of strength, and uh, I don't know if they, you know, they thought they might get some secondary scoring, but no one scored for them in that series against Vegas. So, um, you know, L.A. has a style that they like to play, and uh, it was sometimes it takes an adjustment phase for a player. Uh, I heard the interview. Um, you know, to me, this is the type of, again, I, I'm sort of, um, I'm in a little bit of shock just because I thought that he would be a guy that would get, you know, 2.75 million times three years to $3 million times three years. You know, for Peter Shirelli to get him on a one-year deal, sort of a, prove-it deal, I think, bodes quite well for the Edmonton Oilers. Usually guys in that scenario are really motivated to excel. So, you know, let's, let's see what the guy can do. And I wouldn't hesitate playing him as an example with Leon Dreisaitl, who I know did speak to him briefly about the opportunity here, as well as with, you know, Milan Lucic. And at this stage, I'd say it's 95% uh, that Lucic will be back. Maybe play those guys as a line together and you can use Lucic's ability on the boards and uh, maybe joining the rush late and use the rider's speed to stretch the ice and dry saddles creativity. So I'm very intrigued to see what options Todd McClellan's going to deploy here 
moving forward. Yeah, and he should help the penalty kill as well. And you heard, if you heard the interview, I asked him about those two shorthanded goals he got in 58 seconds back on December 1st, 2014. One of the highlights of, of his career for sure. He, he's an interesting one. With uh, with the versatility, with the speed, uh, kind of, you know, he's he's interesting, Bob. I mean, he's 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 not going to be a high end player. He's not going to come in and get 50, 60, 70 points. But fair fair to say, you know, he's he's a unique player because of the speed and and the and I, I called his offensive stats moderate. I mean, if you can get thirteen fifty goals, you're still doing okay in this day and age. I, I don't know if the Oilers. I mean, they didn't have a player like that last year. Cassian certainly has the speed, doesn't have the the hands and the finish of Reader. Now, Cassian brings a different element when he's forechecking and and nasty, and hopefully he gets a little bit more uh, back to more of that this coming season. But I don't I don't think the Oilers had a player that's similar to Reader on the roster last season. Well, I think that's fair, and I think that they've got two guys that give them different ingredients. To their lineup. Uh, you know, Brodziak's obviously a veteran, poised, mature guy that can win face-offs and kill penalties, and Reader can fly and kill penalties. I do think Reader might get an opportunity to see a little bit more offensive. Yeah, part of it is got to have the other guys believe in him. And uh, certainly in the case of Reader, Leon believes in him. Now, what does that do for a guy like Pontus Aberg, who didn't get any traction here? Well, to me right now, that boxes Pontus Aberg out of the Oilers' top 12. But, uh, it, you know, you got McDavid potentially to play with uh, Nugent Hopkins and say Rowdy. And now you got Drysdale maybe playing with Reeder. And then Jujar Kara and Stroman Pulley that was an effective line when they played together. Uh, and takes some pressure off Pulley having to contribute in the top six. And then, you know, if you got Kajula who can skate and Cassian who can skate playing with Brodziak, you know, it's an energy line that might be able to chip in a little bit of offensively as well. You, Kajula might get some different looks in the top six, and and I haven't even included Yamamoto or Aberg. So there's more options. Again, they're, they signed one more player than I thought they were going to sign today. Like, I thought it was going to be, to be frank with you, I thought they might only sign Brodziak. Uh, Gravel is a seventh slash, you know, maybe a guy that gets yarded up and down between the minors, depending upon how Bouchard's camp goes at the start. Uh, you know, that's, that's a depth guy in defense. So this is a you know, I think Peter Shirelli would be pretty happy with what's transpired here, Reed. Bob Stoffer, Reed Wilkins, special coverage of free agency day here on 630. Chad, talking about the Oilers signings, the biggest story obviously nationally and uh, the news conference in Toronto just getting underway. John Tavares goes to the Leafs, seven years, $77 million. I, I was saying to Spec, it, it's, it rarely happens that a number one pick in the NHL leaves his team via free agency. I mean, the Oilers traded Hall and Yakupov. Yakupov pr- clearly wasn't uh, performing to the level of a, of a top draft pick. The Hall one trade, I know you talked about uh, a lot on your show when it hit the two-year anniversary. But, but I mean, this is, this is major news, just the fact that a number one overall pick leaves the team that drafted him, and then the fact that he goes to Toronto. He tweeted out the picture of him as a kid sleeping in the Maple Leafs pajamas. And some players over the years, specifically in Montreal and Toronto, Bob, not not always, but some players ha- have rejected the opportunity to go to one of those two Canadian markets because of the pressure and because of the expectations. So, you know, Tavares obviously can play, he can produce the points, and now he's going to have the increased scrutiny of the Toronto market on top of that. Yeah, but the Leafs have got a chance to build a super team up front, and uh, I think this is going to be the way of the future. 
in the NHL. I think we're seeing it a bit. Uh, you know, I think we're, we're we're seeing a bit with the obviously with the NBA, and I think Tavares's choice. And I can tell you that I talked to somebody that was being recruited by uh, Mike Babcock, who you might be having on your show a little bit later on, and he can recruit. But, uh, you know, they've got Matthews, they've got Marner, they got Tavares. Now, that said, they did give up a guy that's a pretty good player in JBR going to uh, the Philadelphia Flyers. But it's I wonder if we're going to see more of this moving forward. I think we might see a little bit more movement than people thought moving forward because I think guys are going to want to win. And that means you got to go, and, and I'll tell you, in a couple of years from now, that could put Edmonton in a good spot because of McDavid and Drysdale. So this is interesting. I think it changes the balance of power, certainly for Toronto. They're in a good spot here, Reed. Well, yeah, they're in an incredible spot. <laughs> there's no, there's no doubt about that. Now, you still think, or does this make the Leafs a favorite to win the Stanley Cup? I don't know. It makes them a favorite to score a ton of goals. If I just look back to that playoff series against Boston. I mean, I, I'm not going to say probably would have been over in five if not for Freddie Anderson, and, and certainly, and you know, I thought he was pretty big in the game five and game six wins as well. Now, hey, the goaltender's very important, so I won't downplay that. But I wonder if the Leafs defensively are going to try to do something, or they're just going to rely on a, on another year of experience and, and try to roll from there. That's a fair question. Um... And is Michael Nylander ultimately the piece to the odd man? I mean, we heard, you know, I know Nick Kiprios threw out Mitch Marner at times for Darnell Nurse for the Leafs D. And, and then Dar- and then Mitch Marner had a – Nurse had a great first 60 games and Marner was unbelievable in the final 40 for Toronto. If I was Toronto, I would hold on to Marner and Matthews and the B-side move would be Nylander to address the D. But getting, uh, getting Tavares, I believe, has totally uh, changed the balance of power in that Eastern Conference. I, I genuinely uh, believe that. I mean, that's uh, that's another goal score. And, the, the you know, the purpose of the game is to outscore the opposition team. All right, Bob, we'll check in, you, check in again a little bit later on. It's 2.15. Uh, this is special coverage of free agency day here in the NHL, focusing on the Oilers additions, Kyle Brodziak, Tobias Reeder, and Kevin Gravel. One-year deals for Gravel and Reeder. Gravel's is actually a two-way deal, so he can go to the uh, American Hockey League. Brodziak gets a two-year contract, $1.15 million per season. It'll be his second turn with the Oilers. A seventh-round pick by the Oilers, 214th overall back in 2003. Peter Shirelli now scheduled to speak to the media at 3 o'clock. We will bring you that here on 6.30, Chet. Pretty big day for U of A Golden Bears alumni Derek Ryan. A three-year contract from the Calgary Flames. He's coming up next. Keeping an eye on the World Cup here as well. Denmark and Croatia 1-1 late in extra time. So another penalty shootout looming earlier Today, Russia and Spain went to penalties tied 1-1, and Russia able to pull it out. They advanced to the quarterfinals. This is 6.30, Chet, play-by-play voice of your Edmonton Oilers and your Edmonton Eskimos. Next Eskimos game on July 7th, that's Saturday. They're at Toronto, 2 o'clock for the countdown to kick off. The game will start at 3.30. Eskimos now 2-1 and one on the season after storming past BC in the second half, 41-21 on Friday night. How about that last night in Regina? 
Montreal, and yes, I said it, I'm not sure they're going to win a game. They won a game. They beat this injury-depleted Saskatchewan Rough Riders, obviously down to their second and third string quarterbacks, but Montreal does win it. And uh, on a side note, can someone help Alouette's coach Sherman with his headset already? I don't know if you saw the end of that game. (laughs) Man, he had trouble getting that thing off through his shirt. Anyway, that'll be on the blooper reel for a while. It is two... 20. So the Oilers have signed Kyle Brodziak, Tobias Reeder, and Kevin Gravel. Also, big day today for former U of A Golden Bear Derek Ryan. He signs a three-year deal with the Calgary Flames, $3.125 million per season. Derek, welcome back to the 630 Chet Airwaves. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Reed. Thanks for having me. Big day for you. You get a three-year contract from the Calgary Flames. Man, tell us about getting this deal with the Flames. It must be pretty exciting, especially getting a three-year commitment. Yeah, it's been a pretty exciting week, to say the least. Um, It's kind of my first time through this whole courting period, interview period, and um, yeah, it it was beyond my wildest dreams. I couldn't expect to have the interest that I had from all the teams and um you know we decided to go with calgary we thought that was a good fit for me personally um obviously going through this whole free agency thing and trying to find the best mix of opportunity um term and money and i thought we we hit the hit the nail on the head with all those and in calgary and we're excited to get started there Derek, can you maybe give me an idea how many teams were were seriously interested and maybe what separated Calgary's offer from some of the others? Well, um, there's probably five or six teams that were seriously interested. There was a couple more teams that were kind of hanging around the week. Um, uh, several of those were waiting on the John Tavares decision, which made it a little harder to... Um, deal with Calgary at the same time because obviously Calgary was not in that mix so it was it was hard it was hard to decide whether we wanted to wait for that decision to happen because just like everyone else we had no idea when that was going to happen and what what effect that was going to have on the market and the teams that were not going to be getting him so um yeah and the reason we chose Calgary was just we thought that was a great fit obviously Bill Peters is a big part of that too um Calgary is close to home in Spokane nice to be in the Western Conference and um, you know be around friends and family a little more often uh, and it's, it's also nice to be back in Alberta obviously I went to U of A in Edmonton for four years we loved Alberta and and uh, it's nice to be back there and around the, uh, the nicest people in the country I would say so it's exciting and uh, we just love the fit Calgary we thought we fit there in many different variables. It's interesting. This is going to be a mini Carolina reunion with the Flames this year. Uh, Bill Peters there, and obviously the the trade from last weekend. Elias Lindholm and Noah Hannafin also uh, wind up in the Flames locker room. So I guess a little bit of familiarity, which can't help, and uh, and your relationship with Bill Peters continues too. Yeah, that's obviously nice. It's tough. It can be tough when you go to a new organization, a new team, when you don't know anybody. So to make that a little bit of an easier transition, it's nice to know the coach for sure. And uh, and Lindy and Noah, it'll be nice to know them and kind of have that transition together. We can help each other out and get to know the rest of the guys in the dressing room. And I think that'll make it uh, an easier transition for all of us. What do you what do you look forward to or, or, or think about 
A, playing in Canada, Derek, because obviously that can be a different animal than playing in the United States. And then the follow-up to that is uh, being on the southern side of the Battle of Alberta. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective for sure. Uh, well, first off, playing in Canada, um, any Canadian market, that's going to be a big change from Carolina, and that's not a knock on Carolina. It's just the fact that the uh, the hockey culture is, uh, you know, it engulfs the community, so that's exciting. It's exciting that uh, there's going to be lots of fans in the rink every night. They care. They're, they're educated. They know hockey. And um, so that's an exciting thing for me as a player to be engulfed in that in that hockey environment and uh, the love for hockey. And then yeah, it's, uh, the the Battle of Alberta was obviously um, a big part of Edmonton when I was living there. I got to be on the fan side of that for quite a few years there, and and um, I never thought I'd be a Calgary Flame at that point, uh, to say the least. But it's fun to be a part of that, and I think that. Um, you know the the hype and the, the environment in the Battle of Alberta game is is something that, that I look forward to being a part of. Derek, we've been talking for a few years, and you know, at a, at a point in your hockey career where, where maybe you didn't know if the NHL was the NHL dream was going to come true. Now you're in the middle of living it. You got a really good contract here from the Flames. What do you think has progressed most about your game that has now allowed you to become a, a full time NHLer? Yeah, I've just adapted at every level that I've played at. I've, I've continued to get better each and every step of the way, whether it was CIS to playing in the Austrian League all the way up to where I am now with the Flames in the NHL. Um, I've continued to progress defensively. Um, I mean, the teams that were interested in me, they talk a lot about my versatility, and I think that's the part of my game, or I guess the many parts of my game that um, teams find attractive is that I can move up and down the lineup. I can be effective in a lot of different situations, you know, penalty kill, power play, five on five, whatever the situation is. So that being valuable in all those situations is a key asset for teams and teams are looking for that. Well, Derek, I know the Golden Bears alumni certainly happy for you. I guess, uh, you know, fans are going to be uh, booing you instead of cheering you now, though, when you come to, uh, to Rogers Place wearing that Calgary uniform. But it's going to be fun. Good for you on the new deal, and thanks for making time for us. Yeah, thanks, Reed. I appreciate it. You got to be happy for Derek Ryan. Four years with the University of Alberta. He went and played in Austria. He played in Sweden. Got signed by the Carolina Hurricanes, has 153 NHL games under his belt at the age of 31. Now he gets a great contract from the Calgary Flames, three years, $3.125 million per season. Really good there for Derek Ryan, who uh, slogged it out. He uh, he didn't know for sure he was going to make the NHL, but he kept believing playing in Europe. Of course, formerly with the Spokane Chiefs, that's where his connection with Bill Peters began. Peters coached him in Spokane, coached him in Carolina. Peters done with the Hurricanes, goes to the Calgary Flames, and Ryan falls along there once again. We're coming up to the 2.30 news. We will have more on the Oilers signings as we roll along here. Brodziak, Reeder, and Gravel have been inked to deals by the Oilers, and you'll hear from Peter Shirelli around 3 o'clock. All ahead here on 6.30, Chet. Oh, 
couple more penalty kicks coming up at the World Cup. Croatia and Denmark tied 1-1 after extra time. Earlier today, Russia got by Spain on penalty kicks. My name is Reed Wilkins. Hope you're having a great Canada Day. Free agency day in the NHL. John Tavares goes to Toronto. As for the Oilers, they get Kyle Brodziak, two-year deal, $1.15 million per season. He's 34. Tobias Reeder, 25-year-old forward, had him on the show earlier, said he can really play any position. 25 points last season, very fast. He gets a one-year deal, $2 million. And depth defenseman Kevin Gravel becomes an Edmonton Oiler as well. 70 games in his career with the LA Kings for the 26-year-old. Talked to him earlier. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm excited. Really excited. Um... You know, coming to a city like Edmonton, uh, I think it's going to be uh, really fun. You know, Canada or hockey in Canada is obviously, uh, you know, it's it's the sport. So I'm really excited to have the opportunity to, uh, you know, hopefully to play in a in a, you know a city like Edmonton. Kevin, what was this experience like for you? Uh, I mean, it was kind of a day where uh, a young man by the name of John Tavares <laughs> was grabbing a lot of the headlines. So your experience was a probably a little bit of di- little different. What what was the this interview period like for you? And ultimately, uh, why did you pick Edmonton? Um, you know, it was it was it was all kind of a new situation for me. Obviously, this is the first time I. Uh, have been an unrestricted free agent, you know, so I didn't really know what to expect. Um, you know, you never really know until until you're going through it, I guess. But um, you know, it was exciting, and and uh, it was kind of a cool process to go through. But you know, one of the things that um, you know, when my agent and I sat down and talked, is what we want is you know is is an opportunity to play in the NHL, and and um, you know, we want we want we wanted to find a good fit, and and we you know spoke to Edmonton, and and um, you know they. Obviously, you know nothing's given, right? I got to come in here and earn everything, and that that's completely how it should be. And, and uh, you know, we looked at, we sat down, and we saw that uh, looks like there's a good opportunity for me in Edmonton, and Edmonton's a great place to be. And and uh, you know, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm really really excited to you know finish summer strong here, and, and then get things going in camp here with Edmonton. Kevin, I know I saw you play against the Oilers a couple of times. You've played 70 NHL games. Give fans a little sense, and you're you're a big guy. I think they got you listed at about 6'4", uh, 210, 215 yep. in that range. Yep. Give us a sense of, of, of your strengths, and when you're going your best, what do you bring? Yeah, so I think first and foremost when I'm out there, you know, my strength has always been uh, – you know my defensive side of the game. Um, with that being said, you know one of my another one of my strengths is I, I skate well for my size. So uh, when I, well, like I said, when I'm playing well, you know things are going well for me. Uh, I'm confident with the puck. You know, making plays. Um, you know, have faith in, in, in the things I can do. You know, like I said, I try to take care of the D zone first. So whether that's you know going back for a puck and, and you know making the first pass or skating the puck out of trouble or what have you. Um, in the last couple of years, you know. I've, you know, my points at the NHL level probably don't show it a whole lot, but, um, you know, I've added a little bit, you know, of confidence in myself in the offensive zone. I've had a little bit of time on the power play with Los Angeles. So, um, obviously, probably not the first aspect of my game, but, you know, when things are going well and I'm feeling confident, I, I believe I'm able to chip in on that side of things as well. New Edmonton Oiler Kevin Gravel joining us here on 6.30. Chet signing today with the team as free agency kicked off. Kyle Brodziak and Tobias Reeder also inking deals with the Oilers. Kevin, I'm wondering if you can take me back a little bit. I believe you're from uh, 
from Michigan. Do you have a story here about getting into hockey? Was it already was it always the the primary sport for you, or or, or take me back to those uh, those tales of of a youngster uh, getting into the game? Yeah, so born and raised in the uh, Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Um, you know, grew up in a really small town. Uh, my dad is from Minneapolis, actually. So he he grew up playing the game. He played in college. So he. Uh, He's the one who kind of got me into the game at, uh, you know, very young. I think I was probably three years old when I first put the skates on. So uh, I've been playing, you know, skating for a long time. Um, growing up, I played baseball, too, up until uh, I went to college, but obviously not at, you know, as, as high of a level as, as I was playing hockey. So uh, it was never really that hard of a choice for me which one I was going to go to. It just kind of all, you know, worked itself out. So um, no real, like interesting story i guess just my dad kind of got me into the game early and then you know we just kind of went with it now growing up uh michigan late 90s early 2000s do i do i make the assumption here red wings fan or or who are you rooting for as a kid um well you know i don't really know if i was if, if i had a favorite team growing up i just really was a huge fan of the game uh with that being said being in michigan all the red wings games are on tv so you you, you see all of those games right so i probably saw the red wings more than i saw any other team um i mean obviously they were in their heyday then too so they were they were fun to watch so um not really ever had like a was like a diehard fan of any team but yeah i mean the red wings are the team that i watched growing up all right well kevin uh, welcome uh welcome to the edmonton oilers uh looking forward to meeting you in person again whenever uh, you roll in and of course obviously in training camp thanks for joining us here on short notice on 6 30 chat i'm sure you'll be doing a few of these interviews throughout the day today have a good one yeah thanks for having me i appreciate it that is Kevin Gravel, the first free agent signing announced today by the Edmonton Oilers. He gets a one-year deal, two-way contract at the NHL level. It'll pay him $700,000. Oilers general manager Peter Shirelli scheduled to speak at the top of the hour. We'll have it for you live here on 6.30. Chet. Other signings of note today in the NHL. We've been over this one. John Tavares to the Toronto Maple Leafs, seven years, $77 million. Leo Komarov goes to the New York Islanders, four years, $12 million. Laurent Brassois, former Edmonton Oiler, former Edmonton Oil King. He's now a Winnipeg Jet. One-year contract, $650,000. Matt Cullen, Pittsburgh, one year, $650,000. Brandon Manning, the uh, nemesis of Connor McDavid, caused that injury a couple of years ago. He goes to the Chicago Blackhawks, two years total of $4.5 million. Goaltender Peter Morazic, now a member of the Carolina Hurricanes, one year, $1.5 million. Michael Grabner, he's coming off a pretty good year, three-year deal with the Arizona Coyotes, worth just over $10 million. Chris Kunitz goes to the Chicago Blackhawks, one year, $1 million. Blake Como goes to the Dallas Stars, three years, $7.2 million. Goaltender Yaroslav Halak, now a Boston Bruin, two years, $5.5 million. Jonathan Bernier heading to Detroit, three years, $9 million for him. And Cam Ward, longtime member of the Carolina Hurricanes, he goes to Chicago, one-year deal, $3 million. And James Van Riemsdyk, he was one of the most sought-after free agents as well. He winds up back in Philadelphia, five-year deal, $7 million per season. Former Oiler David Perron to St. Louis, four-year deal, $4 million 
per season. Uh, haven't seen anything yet on Patrick Maroon, another ex-Oiler who's out there as an unrestricted free agent. It is 2.40. Peter Shirelli coming up at the top of the hour. Oh, I can also tell you that uh, Eric Griba, who was bought out by the Oilers a few weeks ago, signs with the New Jersey Devils. And Dylan Simpson, longtime member of the Oilers organization, he goes to the Columbus Blue Jackets. We'll check in with Bob Stoffer next and Peter Shirelli coming up at the top of the hour. Special live free agency coverage on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. Hope you're having a great Canada Day. Uh, I hope you're having a great Canada Day. My goodness. (laughs) It is 2.45. My name is Reed Wilkins, Oilers at Eskimos Radio 630 Chet. Special coverage of the free agency activity in the National Hockey League. The frenzy started at 10 this morning. Obviously, John Tavares headlining the transactions today. $11 million a year for the next seven years from the Toronto Maple Leafs as we bring in Bob Stoffer from Rogers Place. Peter Shirelli is going to speak in a few minutes. You know, Bob, it's got to be a pretty big signing to overshadow James Van Riemsdyk going back to Philadelphia. I mean, the guy scored 65 goals over the last two seasons. And if it wasn't uh, Tavares today, he'd probably be the national story that we'd be talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas the international story today is going to be the uh, fact that neither Croatia or Denmark can uh, score in a shootout. Of course, Schmeichel is in goal for uh, Denmark, and his father was a tremendous goalie when they won the uh, Euro going back. He's up be almost 30, well, yeah, I think it would be 30 years now. So Croatia with a chance to seal the deal here, uh, Reed And Croatia, as you know, is probably a top right now, top 10 team in the world at Denmark trying to pull off the upset and it's just amazing theater but uh, in terms of the John Tavares signing and there it is Croatia wins Rakitic from Barcelona with the winner but uh, you know Reed, it's an interesting situation just in terms of Tavares back to the super teams and I think we're starting to see it happen in hockey like it does in the NBA where the players are going to play a great part in terms of determining who's going to have elite teams and I think the Maple Leafs uh, I got a was in, you know obviously there were some extenuating circumstances for other players in terms of uh, you know where they might end up like a Derek Ryan right he was on Toronto's radar screen when he committed last night to Calgary that to me was a sign that we were in a situation where Tavares they already knew where Tavares was going to go at that stage and it's a big deal in Toronto and there's no question about it and it changes the complexion of things that people say well wait a sec. Van Riemsdyk is a uh, completely, you know, everybody's got a goal scorer, but he's not the same player. I mean, you can, Tavares plays far more minutes. So I'm going to be very intrigued to see how this plays out uh, with the uh, Maple Leafs. I'm, in, I'm intrigued with your, your super team theory, Bob, because the, the old argument is you can have the star players in hockey. If, if they're forwards, though, you're playing 20 minutes a game. LeBron's playing yep. off in all 48 minutes. Curry's playing 44, 45, 46 uh, you know, so it, it's a little different dynamic that way. So how do you see these super teams, you know, if you think it's going that way, how do you ultimately see it shaking out, especially in a cap world? You don't waste money on middle-tier players. You eliminate the 3 to $4 million guy. That's what happens. So you end up in a scenario where you're, you know, you got four or five players in the range of, I mean, like if you're Edmonton, you're sitting there with McDavid at 12 and a half, and then you could help. Try settle eight and a half, and you have Nugent Hopkins, and we'll see what happens moving forward with Lucic. But if that you know if that contract gets moved off the books, and you're having a different conversation 
with a different caliber of player. And that's so what you're going to see eliminated are the players that are, you know, for uh, that middle class of players who sometimes have real challenges living up to those contracts. So I, I that, that's how I see the other thing is, Reed, I mean, frankly, we're going to be at an $88 million cap at minimum by 2020. Well, what happens if Taylor Hall's a free agent at that time? Or Tyson Berry? Yeah. Right? Like, who, you know, so that's, but I, I do think this is, I think this is a salvo. And the Maple Leafs did the recru- uh, recruiting job here on getting Tavares there, and maybe they had a bit of an advantage. But other teams have advantages too based on the personnel that they have. I don't mean to be flying the Toronto Sports Network flag here, but I think it's a pretty significant day because I do think it completely changes the balance of the Eastern Conference. Now, for Edmonton, you know, they had a good team two years ago that a lot of people thought was going to be a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. Didn't come to fruition. The team was too slow. They played too slow. Well, now they've got some different dimensions that allow the team to play a little bit differently moving forward. So I'm really, you know, surprised they got Reader on a one-year deal. I mean, I just, I'm still kind of in shock by that. I'm going to be interested to see what Peter Shirelli says coming up here in about five minutes. We have Peter Shirelli uh, going to have him live here on 630 Chet. It's been interesting, his free agency days, this now his fourth one since becoming general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. Last year was also pretty quiet, though it, it turned out late in the season there was a, a significant signing there because Ty Ratty, who was signed a year ago, came up and played on the Oilers' top line, did a pretty good job, and he got a new contract out of it, uh, again, under a million dollars, but he'll have a chance to play in the Oilers' top six once again. In 2015, Peter Shrelly jumped in and signed Andre Sekra, $5.5 million per year for six years. I, I would say with Sekra, two uh, very good years as an Oiler, and then obviously injury hindered this past season. Also in 2015, he signed Mark Letestu for uh, three years, and certainly his second year of that three-year deal was a big one. He was eventually traded at the deadline. Uh, in February, and then in 2016, Shirelli got Milan Lucic, which uh, at the time was, uh, I mean, in his first year was pretty good. That was huge. I remember he did the the news conference there with a soon-to-be-completed uh, Rogers place in the background. So if you look at what Shirelli's done, Bob, you've, you've had two free agency days where he he landed two of the bigger fish with Secker and Lucic, and then a lot more complimentary, even AHL-type pieces this year and last. Yeah, and, you know, from my perspective, Reed, like, again, this is I, – I actually thought it was going to be Brad Jack and maybe a depth defenseman. I did not envision them getting Reader. And uh, I think that that's got to – I mean, I would hazard a guess on your tax line at 630, 630, that people are pretty excited about it. I mean, a one-year deal, and that buys you a little bit of time to see how some other situations play out. Uh, and, you know, they've got – I mean, Cole Yarby, I think there's a, there's a little bit of concern with, you know, the fact that he hasn't gained more traction as a prospect. But I think there's high expectations for Yamamoto and for Bouchard moving forward. So I've got some other pieces coming. But, again, the, the reader pickup was one that was needed because it gives the team, a, the players, a specific skill set and something that was missing from the Oilers lineup, which is the all right, yeah, and Gravel signing on the back end. I mean, I think he's going to be competing for, uh, what do we call him, maybe 7, 8, uh, 9 with, with, with Keegan Lowe hanging around, and we'll see where Bouchard fits in through training camp. And I guess, is Ethan Bear a wild card in there too? Oh, I think Ethan Bear needs at least half a season more in the minors, if not more. I, I'm sorry. I, I think, frankly, I think Bouchard's ahead of Ethan. 
Ethan Bear. I mean, there's not that much difference in age. A couple of years difference in age. Uh, Bouchard's bigger. Uh, you know, I think that. Uh, yeah, but you know what? You bring a good. You bring a good point here. By 2020, could Ethan Bear be playing third pairing right shot minutes? Would Bouchard be second pairing? You know, you have Larson as your shutdown guy for a hot stuff scenario that could exist. And that's not to say what happens with Matt Benning. The key is you want to build greater depth in the organization. And uh, I, I think by, you know, I'm going to be interested to see who kind of falls out of the mix. There's a guy like Pontus Aberg who was acquired in that Lotescu deal in the three-way. You know, he, did he miss his opportunity to take a claim? Or conversely, if he comes in and has a terrific training camp and gets some uh, offensive traction going in preseason, does he suddenly reassert himself in the mix as a viable option? He's only $650,000. So, uh, Reed, I, you know, I, I think we might be looking at a 14 forward. That's it in terms of a, and, and maybe a uh, depth sentiment uh, for the American Hockey League as well. A guy that can uh, create some offense. So maybe two more signings total at the max. But we'll ask him to rally that when, uh, when he gets going here in a couple of minutes. All right, so uh, Bob, thanks for checking in. We'll bring you in to uh, go over the Shirelli comments once he talks. Right now, we'll uh, we'll call a timeout, and then we'll lead you into Peter Shirelli live here on 6.30 Chad. Special coverage of NHL Free Agency. 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.